Gospel of Luke this morning and, I, and it's a very long chapter and you'll be pleased to know it's 80 verses long it's one of the longest verses in the New Testament chapters I beg your pardon one of the longest chapters but you might be pleased to know or not pleased to know that I'm not going to read all of it 80 verses but I am going to read a fair chunk of it and I'm going to start in chapter 1 and I'm going to we're going to start in verse 5 okay okay you with me Luke chapter 1 there was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacharias okay of the course of Albia or you might have in your Bible Abjah and his wife was the daughter of A of, of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were well stricken in years, or advanced in their days, more literally. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course according to the custom of the priest's office his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time or hour rather of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel, or that should be sons of Israel, because there's no such thing as the children of Israel. It's always sons of Israel. So if your Bible says children, it is not a proper translation. Shall turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children 
and the disobedient or unbelieving rather to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee, and show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak until the day these things shall be performed or fulfilled. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked upon me to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, highly favoured, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of sal salutation or greeting this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. I just want to 
just change that slightly to what it should say is that with God not anything that's the sense with God not anything shall be impossible and Mary said behold the handmaid of the Lord be it unto me according to thy word and the angel departed and I read a bit more okay so I want to make a point. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judea and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance or fulfillment you might have of those things which were told her from the Lord. I'm going to repeat that last bit. Blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance or fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord and we could go on and I would suggest to you that you read the whole of the chapter it is absolutely delightful absolutely wonderful and this brings us down to earth and it takes us up to glory at the same time if we let it speak to our hearts and I want to pick out two facts here that you might not be aware of. This man, this priest who was uh, burning the incense in the temple, when the angel came to him and he said, your wife is going to have a child and you're going to call his name John. And he went and said, and I'm going to delve a little bit into this so you can grasp what's going on and why he was made dumb. Zechariah said unto the angel in verse 18, Whereby shall I know this? Now you might have in your Bible how. That is not what the Greek says. And I'm t well, the reason that I'm being picky is because it is so important you understand the difference between two particular Greek words. The one is the word tis, which is the word why, and that's what Zacharias said to the angel. He didn't say how, he said why. Why on earth? Or something like that, you see? This was what he exclaimed. But you will find, and you notice down the bottom it says, because 
So it's the bottom of my page. It might not be of yours, but never mind. In verse 20, he said, And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that the things shall be fulfilled or performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. That's why he was made dumb. He did not believe. And how do we know he didn't believe? Because he asked why. He didn't ask how. And I'll come to that and explain it a bit more in a minute. And we come over to this young virgin, who actually, whose, whose real name is Miriam. Her name is Miriam. It's translated Mary, but her name is actually Miriam. These were Hebrew people. They spoke Hebrew. These were descendants of Abraham. And her name was actually Miriam, translated into Mary in our Greek and our English New Testament. But you notice in verse 34, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man. There's another question there, isn't there? And that word how is a different word than Zacharias used. This word is the word uh, pos, P-O-S, pos. Not pos, probably pronounced slightly different in the Greek, paus, I think, in the Greek, paus. How shall this be? And he gave her an answer. He did not give an answer to Zacharias because he didn't believe. He said, I've come to tell you and you're going to be made dumb because you're questioning what I'm saying. And let's look at what he questioned. He questioned the word of God. He questioned God's angel who had come with the word of God from the presence of God. He said, I stand in the presence of God or before the presence of God in verse 19. I'm Gabriel. That means strong one of God. That's what Gabriel means. That stand before the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee and to show you the glad tidings. He didn't believe. And the reason he didn't believe is because we read in verse 18, I'm an old man and my wife is stricken in years. You see what he was trusting in? Do you see it immediately? He was trusting in himself. He was trusting in his body. He was trusting in the body of his wife, even though she was barren. He was trusting in the flesh. Let me, uh, I haven't got it with me now, but you can, if you've got e-sword on your computer, you look up the Greek word here. And um, it is translated, this word tis, T-I-S, in English, it's translated what? It's actually used in the Greek New Testament. I think it's 252 times. Some don't quote me. 
could be the other round, could be 525. But anyway, it's used a lot of times. And the, the, the greatest of all the translations, so the, the bigger quantity, excuse me, struggling with words, it's the word what. And Paul would have said, what shall we say to these things? You've come across that phrase in your New Testament. What shall we, it's a question, what shall we say? Only 11 times is it ever translated as how. It is translated 98 times, if I'm correct, why. Why? So this is a questioning, it is a negative thing that he's saying. He's being negative, he's saying, how can it possibly be? Look at my body, look at my wife's body, what are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about, angel. I'm trusting in myself. That's what it boils down to. And we read, don't we? Further down, because you believe not my words. But look at her who did believe. Mary. And that's, I say, it's a different word. It's the word paus. In verse 34, How shall this be seen? I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, Holy Spirit. That's his answer. Holy Spirit. That's the answer. Holy Spirit. That was his answer. How shall this be Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, Holy Spirit. Well, as we have it in the English, it's got a, a definite article, the Holy Spirit. But there's no de definite article in the Greek. I'm not trying to confuse you with Greek or try and prove that I know Greek. I want to bring out the truth that's in this book. Holy Spirit shall come upon thee and the power of the highest. See, he's now explaining how it's going to happen. He didn't explain it. He couldn't explain it to Zacharias because Zacharias didn't believe it. She's not trusting in the fact that she does not know a man. How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She didn't say it can't be. Why? She said how? She believed what the angel said to her. The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore... Also that holy thing which is born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy, I'm going to read it again, cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived, see, at the word of God. She's conceived. Because the angel said to Zacharias, she shall have a son. God said, Now, 
and this is the sixth month. See, she's conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. It was impossible for her to have a child because she was barren. She didn't go to a clinic and get something in a test tube wherever they do. I don't know what they do today. I guess she still couldn't if she was barren. I don't know all these medical procedures. But anyway, she couldn't. But you listen to what says there in verse 17. For with God nothing shall be impossible. 37. Not anything shall be impossible with God. And Mary said, and I love this phrase, and would to God every heart, when they hear the word of God, they would say this, Behold! It's actually bond-made. We've got translated handmade. The Greek there, bond-made of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And that's all the angel needed to hear. Job done. I'm off now, back to stand in the presence of God. She's received it. She's got it. And she'll have it. And I'll just go down into verse 45. I think it is it. A very bad print in this Bible. 45. And this is Elizabeth now, you know, when she went to see her. We've read it already. And blessed is she that believed. You know something? You can't be blessed if you don't believe. And you certainly won't be. For there, this is the Holy Ghost speaking, because if you read down, it says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. This is the Holy Ghost speaking through Elizabeth. Blessed is she that believe, for thou shalt be a performance or a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Isn't that absolutely wonderful? And the babe, John, leapt in Elizabeth's womb when Mary came and said, the Lord's visited me and I'm going to bear the Son of God. Now, let me, tell, let me ask you this. Is it possible for a woman who's never had sexual intercourse with a man to have a baby? Naturally speaking, not through medical process. Get that out of your mind. We're in the Bible we're speaking of now. We're in the Bible. We're talking about the things of God. I want you to go back into Genesis. And in chapter 18, this is concerning a man and a woman called Abraham and Sarah. We ought to read chapter 17 as well, but because of time, 
I don't hardly be able to, I won't. But anyway, I'm going to go start into chapter 18 of Genesis when you're ready. First book of the Bible, chapter 18. And this is what we read. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door, or the door of the tent entrance, in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. Lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not by, I pray thee, for thy servant, um, from thy servant, let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. It was hot. We've already established that. And he was in the tent, the doorway of the tent, keeping cool. So wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your heart. After that ye shall pass on. For therefore are you come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf, a tender calf, good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which had dressed, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. Of course, he's trying to keep cool, you see. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the door of the tent, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. You get in the picture. Then Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being also old? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, I sh Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh. And so it went on, and you know that she did have a son. She had a son. 
she was past the time of life where she could have a son. And they called him Isaac. And what did the angel say? Well, this is the Lord came in, in <laughs> to see Abraham and to tell him this, that his wife, and in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Where did we read that? Nothing shall be impossible with God. It's the same situation. We're not dealing with the natural we're not dealing with, with the physical. We're dealing with the word of God. She thought it was a joke. How shall I possibly my age? Look at me. I can't have children at my age. She was 99. No, 90. I beg your pardon. She was 90 years old. He was 99. So... God always waits until the situation is impossible. God always waits till the situation is impossible. Physically, it was impossible for her to have a child. Physically, it was impossible for Elizabeth to have a child. Physically, it was impossible for Mary to have a child, but nothing shall be impossible with God. In fact, the words there, which we read, says too hard, it's actually too wonderful. Is anything too wonderful for God? So, when you look at these situations, we're seeing impossibilities, aren't we? Did you know it's impossible for you to be born again? Did you know it's impossible for you to be born again? Except for one thing, you believe God. Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. I want to tell you, <clears throat> you can't change your life. You can't become a Christian. Unless God speaks his word to your heart. Don't assume anything. You can't earn your salvation. As I said last week, it'll be you. I think it was last week. <clears throat> it'll be you doing it. Well, you can't do anything. Because you need to be born of the Spirit. And that's why we find again this phrase, through filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost. Even Zacharias, after... John was born, he was filled with the Holy Ghost and he prophesied, we'll find that at the end of chapter 1 of Luke and we're back in Luke in case you wonder where we were. God is a God with whom not anything 
shall be impossible. And he takes impossible situations like you and like me and he speaks his word for you and to me and if we will believe it he'll make the impossible possible. I want to repeat that. If you will believe God his word, his spoken word, I'm not talking about reading the Bible. If you hear the word of God through your heart, like Mary heard the word of God, and she said, be it unto me, because the angel had just said, nothing shall be impossible with God. The verse before 37, for with God not anything shall be impossible. And she said, right! Amen. I believe you, Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. Nothing. Of course they're talking about birth. It's all to do with having a child. It's all to do with having a son. That's why Jesus in, chap in John chapter 3 and We'll turn to it for a while. I think we're all right for time, surprisingly. I thought we'd run out of time today. So chapter 3 of John, we know these verses, do we? But do we know them? John chapter 3. Now, Chapter before, chapter 2, Jesus was invited to a wedding, to a marriage, in a place called Cana of Galilee. That's where they lived. And he, he, he was invited with his mother and his disciples, and they, didn't, they ran out of wine. We're not going to go into that. But Jesus, as you know, turned the water into wine. You can read it. And then he went into the temple, didn't he? And did very, got rid of all the thieves and robbers. Anyway, there was this man called Nicodemus. And he was a Pharisee. He was religious. He belonged to a sect called the sect of the Pharisees. They were different sects. There was the Sadducees. So this religious man came to Jesus by night. Now he was a ruler of the Jews. Verse 1. There was a man, and you can read before that because it says that Jesus did not commit himself unto men because he knew what was in them. Named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night. So he came under cover of darkness. He didn't want anyone to see him, did, they? did he? I'm going to sneak in and talk to this fellow Jesus, because I'm told he turned water into wine. I want to know about this man. I'm going to go in and have a chat with him. 
don't know what time it was, but it was at the, in the night time. And he said to Jesus, Teacher, or Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no one can do these miracles that you do except God is with him. Okay, fair enough. Now, Jesus answered and he said to him, Verily, verily, or amen, amen, I say to thee, except the man be born again. Are you following where I'm going? Except the man be born again. He cannot see, I'm reading from memory and find my place, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now that word again, in the Greek again, is from above, just so you're clear. Because this man had been born from below, hadn't he? Nicodemus had been born from below, hadn't he? And Jesus said you've got to be born from above. That's what the word again means. Born anew, some people translate it, some versions. But it actually means from the source. You must be born from the source. You know a river has us, down there there's a river called Bouton. Is that right? And as you go down there, at the bottom of the road, there's a sign on the wall. The source of the Bouton. Apparently it's not correct, I'm told. But nevertheless, let's believe it is. Let's take it at its face value, okay? That's where it begins. And Jesus saying you've got to be born from the source. You've got to be born from the beginning. You've got to be born from that which is absolutely original. In the beginning was God. You can understand? In the beginning was God. You need to be born of God. You need to be born from above. You're born of the... I, I, I'm, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? I better read it. I'm assuming you know it. He answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You might not remember, but it doesn't matter. When uh, the angel said to Mary, You shall have a son, you shall be called the son of the high. He said, Of his kingdom there shall be no end. That's in Luke, we read it. You might not recall it, but that's what he said. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Jesus says to Nicodemus, you can't see the kingdom of God except you're born again. Can you see the kingdom of God? It's a question, isn't it? I think it's a, it's a, it's a valid question to ask anyone. 
Can you see the kingdom of God? Nicodemus said unto him, How? He didn't say why. He didn't say tis. He said the other word, which is paush. P-O-S in the Greek. Paush is pronounced. He said the same as Mary said. How? Seeing I know not a man, shall this be? This man said to Jesus, How? He didn't say to Jesus, I don't believe you. You're lying to me. Can you see the difference here with these words? So important. He said, how? Can a man, uh, can a man be born when he is old? We're coming back to old age again. Do you see how scripture, can you see how it, how God in his wisdom and in his truth, these are, he's an old man. There's a consistency with scripture because it's inspired by God and you'll find the same thing turning up, turning up, turning up again and again as you keep reading and you keep reading and you keep reading and God will reveal his truth to us. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? As obviously he would be dead anyway by now. Or oh, she's a, a lot older than he is because he's very old. Into his mother's womb and be born. Now he didn't say it, wasn't, it was impossible to be born again. He didn't say that. He didn't go there. But he's inquiring. See, God likes an inquiring heart. God loves people to ask him questions. As long as they don't say why. Why does God allow this? Why does God permit this? Why, 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 why? God wants you and I to say to him, How can it be? And when you say, how can it be, it proves that you've already, to some degree, believed what's been said. Because you wouldn't say how if there wasn't an element of faith and belief in your heart. You wouldn't. I'm telling you, you wouldn't. Maybe you've not thought about it, but I'm telling you, you will never say how to God unless there's some faith in your heart. So when he speaks to you, just... How? Not why. That's unbelief. We've seen that with Zacharias. Those people who say why are unbelievers. People who say to God how means that they want God to answer them. They're not trying to tell God that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like Zacharias did. That's what he did. He said, you don't know what you're talking about. Look at me, I'm this old gaffer here. And my wife, look at the decrepit old thing she is. It's called unbelief. 
And you won't get anywhere if you don't believe God. God's not interested in people who don't believe him because he can't communicate with a heart that doesn't believe him. He can't move upon a life and upon a heart where there's unbelief. And it was, say, it was Elizabeth had the baby, not him. She wasn't in unbelief, just to clarify. God didn't even have to speak to her. She was barren. Jesus answered, this is how Jesus answered. So when you come and say how to Jesus, how can I be born again? This is his answer. God's not looking for your answer or my answer or some theologian's answer or some commentary answer. He'll give you the answer if you ask him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, or amen, amen, whatever translation you have, it's actually amen, amen in the Greek. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. There's your answer. But of course you've got to be born of a woman first, of the flesh, haven't you? You've got to be born of the flesh. Obviously, because you won't be alive if you're not born of the flesh, are you? But you've got to be born of the Spirit. And this is how you get born again, the second time, again, from above. By the Spirit, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This is the key. This is the truth. This is the one and only principle where you can pass from this kingdom of flesh. You can see it all, can't you? You can see it, you can touch it. But you can't see the kingdom of God. And you can't enter into the kingdom of God if you're not born of the Spirit. Because it is the work of God. You can't make yourself born again. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. But the key is, thing to this is that you believe him. Like Mary did. Be it unto me according to thy word. And of course he goes on to say that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So if you're <coughs> born of the spirit, you're spirit. And you, you real, if you're born again, you realize, wow, I've passed into something I didn't even know existed. Never seen it. But now I'm in it. I'm no longer in the kingdom of Satan, who rules this world. He's the prince of the power of the... Of, you know, Satan came to Jesus in the wilderness and said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world 
because they're in my power to give you. If you bow down and worship me, all the kingdoms of the world are under the authority of Satan. I mean, you only got to look out, open your eyes. It's nice being in a rural situation, isn't it? Bless God, he's so good. But you can't know, you can't enter in, you can't see the kingdom of God unless you're born of the Spirit, and that is the work of God. And you can't be born of the Spirit unless you believe the word, spoken word of God. And so we go on, and he says, Marvel not, so stop marveling about it, Marvel not that I say unto you must be born from above. The wind blows when it, when it wills, whenever it wants to. The wind blows. You can't control the wind, can you? It's got a will of its own. The wind will blow where it wants. You can't control the wind. Is that true? You've got no control over the wind, have you? You've experienced it. So have I. The wind blows where it will. You hear the sound thereof, sorry, and you don't know. You can't tell where it comes and you can't tell where it goes. I mean, you can only tell just then when it hits you in the face. No, we don't know where it comes from. He's talking about spiritual things and comparing them. And so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And what he's saying that if you're born of the Spirit, those people who are not, who are in this kingdom, you, you don't know that, what's that person? He's a bit different, isn't he? Well, she's a bit different, isn't she? You know, I'd, I've never met someone in that kingdom. They're, they're in the world here. Where'd they come from? Ah, they, weren't, they were born of a woman. But they've been born of God and you don't know where they've come from. You get what Jesus is saying? You don't know where they're going. They're born of the Spirit. Everyone who's born of the Spirit, you don't know where they've come from and you don't know where they're going. Of course, he was talking to an unregenerate man who hadn't received the Holy Ghost, who hadn't been born again. He didn't know where Jesus had come from. He didn't know where Jesus was going. And Jesus tells him in the next few verses. Let's read it, and then I think I'm going to end. Otherwise, I'll be going elsewhere, won't I? Nicodemus answered. I like Nicodemus because he keeps saying, How? Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these Thing. He didn't say you're talking nonsense, Jesus. Why? Why? He said, how? How shall these things be? Is, are you like that? Am I like that? Saying, when God speaks to you, if you've got ears to hear, I hope he's speaking to you now. I hope your ears are open and you can hear him speaking to you now. How? God loves people who say how. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, 
and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that which we do know. And testify that we have seen. You can't see the kingdom unless you're born again. We testify what we have seen, and you receive not our witness or testimony. Okay? If I had told you earthly things and you don't believe them, how are you going to believe if I tell you heavenly things? I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what it says. If I've told you earthly things and you don't believe, how are you going to believe if I show you heavenly things? Okay? And then he says this, and this is explaining what I've just said. The wind blows where it lists. You don't know where it's come from. You don't know where it's going to. No one, says no man, but it's no one, has ascended up into heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is ever, and that's what it should be, which is ever in heaven. He's always in heaven, but he was down here on the earth. I'm going to finish with this. I'm trying to get, trying to explain it a bit if I can. God help me. No one has ascended up into heaven, but he that came down out of heaven, even the Son of Man, which is ever or always in heaven. This is like someone who's born again. Of course, he's referred to himself in this case, but he asked him a question, didn't he? So Jesus is giving him an answer. Jesus will always give you an answer if you ask how. Always. And he said, well, no one's ascended in up except he that's come down. And he's always in heaven. And someone who's born again of the Spirit is in heaven. Do you understand that? I'm in heaven right now because Jesus Christ, when he rose from the dead, he sent his Spirit. And those who receive his Spirit become born again. And the Apostle Paul says that we're raised up with Christ and we sit with him in heavenly places. And I declare unto you today that I'm sitting in heavenly places because I'm born of the Spirit. I'm not of this world anymore. I used to be. I was born of the flesh. But now I'm born of the Spirit and I'm in an entirely different kingdom. I'm now in the kingdom of God. And so is everyone who's truly born of the Spirit. And you can't get into the kingdom of God. As Jesus said, you can't even see it unless you're born of the Spirit. We're going to go on, then we're going to finish. And this is how, how you get born of the Spirit. As, in verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes into him, that's the Greek, 
should not perish but have eternal life. That's the answer to your question, Nicodemus. When you see the Son of Man on a cross lifted up like the serpent in the wilderness, believe on him. That's how you get born again. But it's a continuous believing. He that is believing in him, into him, is continuous. That's why Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free said to the Jews who believed on it, but you've got to continue, 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 you've got to abide, you've got to stay until God brings you into a place where you're born again. You've got to believe his word. It might not happen overnight, but when it does happen, it'll be instant. And you'll know, I'm in a different kingdom now. Jesus is my Lord. Not because I say he is, but because he is. Because I'm in his kingdom. He's king of kings. He's my king. Not King Charlie, whatever they call him. Over there, across the water. He's not my king. Jesus is my king. In case you wondered. Because he's the king of an earthly kingdom. Jesus is king of a heavenly kingdom, which you can't enter unless you're born again of the Spirit. And it's impossible for you and I to be born of the Spirit unless you believe the word that God speaks to you like Mary did. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that all things are possible with you. It's not possible with man. It is impossible with man. The things of God, they're impossible with man. But with God, all things are possible to him that believes. For there shall be a fulfillment of those things that were spoken unto them of the Lord and that is the key Father hallelujah that we believe the things that you say to us and you do the rest we can do nothing we thank you for this word and I pray Lord that, it, that those as Lord we dwell on it Lord it will become more and more relevant and obvious to us what we need to do to believe what you've spoken to us. So we commit the word to you now, Lord. Amen.